I just keep telling that to myself. If I don't know what's in front of me, if I'm not sure what's in front of me, why am I? What am I scared of? You know, like what am I scared of? You don't know. It could be good. It could be bad. So just, just go. <laughs> Today on Dirty Linen, we are coming to you from Melbourne lockdown number four. We're just getting through it. We're grinding it out. And I'm really excited to bring into the conversation today one of my favourite people in Australian food. Her name is Christy Tanya. She is a pastry and dessert genius and the owner of Glacé Dessert. Christy, welcome to Dirty Linen. Thank you so much for having me. Christy, I think you've got a really interesting approach to business, to pastry, to life. Um, Just tell me how you're feeling at the moment, what you're up to. Well, we're surviving just like the rest of Melbourne, I think. But I guess it's, uh, um, let's say that my approach is that I just really hate to play, to play victim. So I'm just always trying to see like, okay, at this current situations, what could I do, you know, at this time, um, instead of feeling bad, because that's by default. Everybody is not feeling happy about this situation right now. Um, We were tracking really well just prior to lockdown. We were getting closer to where we were before COVID um, with all the new pivoting or whatever that you can so-called for. Um, So right now it's just more like, okay, what can we do? What can we make the best out of these two weeks so that we we wouldn't, so we would come out of it um, feeling a little bit better that we've done something about it rather than like, oh, just moping for like two weeks, yeah. (laughs) Well, I I mean, I find that so impressive because people have put so much energy into adapting and changing and, you know, you're still in hospitality, so you've got to put so much energy out into creating those experiences for others. So, I mean, that's a really impressive attitude. What are some of the things that you've been able to muster within yourself and your business? Um, personally, I think it is being able to control myself. Um, most importantly, actually my reaction towards a lot of things. Um, because, you know, normally (laughs) myself before this probably would be just like really angry and, and, um, quite angry, I think is, would be the word. And we'll have a lot of like this bubbling up emotions inside, which eventually would just lash out to either my partner or my work, or it will just affect to that. But now it's more taking control. Um, yes, there are things that we can't control, like, for example, this lockdown and things like that. But even so, it's more like a um, the control. What I meant is like to stock take on yourself, on looking at, like, what can you do better? Every lockdown, when you come out of each lockdown, what can we do better after that? So that's what I think I learned personally. Um, professionally as well, to be... I think it's uh, for us a little bit more adept, you know, a little bit more um, in tune of what the market wants because now it could be different. You know, this lockdown, they want something different from the last lockdown. The sentiment and the, the temperature and the vibe of the of the customers themselves. And on the same time, every after every lockdown, the customer is getting more understanding, I guess, about the situation that we are in and we keep pushing the envelope too. Uh, so there's that seesaw kind of balance that I found really refreshing in the every time a lockdown ends. <laughs> Great. Oh, my God. I just love that you've even used the word lockdown and refreshing in the same sentence. It is very well, inspiring. <laughs> <laughs> we have to. I mean, like there's there's nothing else that we can do. Um, at least the one thing that I can say is that Victoria, as as business owners, I think we 
we are mentally uh, a lot more <clears throat> a lot more uh, um we have calluses you know like we we have our bruise and we have our uh scar you know the war scars that we would be a lot more stronger than probably our counterparts in other states that's so true and i guess you know in some ways that's got to end up being an advantage it has to be you know like it has to be it, whether in your personal life or your professional life you have to come out stronger. That's just, that's just my, <laughs> that is just like what I tell myself. You have to, you have to, you have to. Yeah. Yeah. I guess what's the choice. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So for people who don't know, Christy, you know, much about what you do, can you just tell us, give us a bit of a rundown on the various strands of your business? Um, so myself as a professional is, I guess you can say that quite a multitude of layers of where I come from. Obviously, like I'm a pastry chef. So I'm um, in terms of hospitality, I'm trained through and through classically in pastry. So um, I before this, obviously, I work for multiple um, restaurants and hotels. And eventually, in 2017, I opened my own business, Glace. Um, that business itself evolved. When I first opened, it was concentrating just on ice cream, ice cream cake, because I think like that area, um, I thought that area was sort of like um, not really explored much. And as the time goes now, we are four years into the business. We basically offered everything under the sun of dessert, just itself we've evolved a lot um prior to become a pastry chef i was a business consultant um when i was still when i started and lived in singapore prior to coming to australia so i was a business um transformations um and strategy consultant with ibm and that's sort of what i gave up to to become the chef and interesting enough around a year before the lockdown um i was approached by um next hotel next group who was uh, who is now the uh, they have a five star the first five star flagship um hotel in 80 collins and i have been part of their team as as their fnb consultant um since then and basically helped them opening the business and their business and their fnb strategy till now so like it's quite multifaceted so there has so many different layers so i did i'm an operator but inform my business but i'm also more on the strategy level and looking at on the higher level as well for for the hotel group so it's quite yeah it's quite mushed yeah it's so interesting i mean what do you think you've brought from your experience in the corporate world into hospitality and, and running the kinds of businesses that you do well there's two things you know like when you were in hospitality i mean especially when it's your own business so i have i'm in two sides right one side is my business, it's my baby, you know, and the other side, I'm advising other people's business. So, and I learned from each in a way that I got reminded, you know, like in my position as being a consultant that, especially in hospitality where you're in, it is a business of passion. It is a business of people like, you, basically you don't get into hospitality if you don't have passions towards it. And the loophole in having passion is that you put your head into the sand you know you you put your heart and soul to it and sometimes it is hard to look at it on a third party point of view and that just gets you into the grind and that's what makes people got burnt out or just lack of creativity or just you know this blah feeling that we all feel right now during lockdown being a consultant it made me realize that hey Chrissy pull out your head a little bit try to look at a higher level try to look at a bigger picture and what would a third party do? 
you know, in this kind of situations. So that helped a lot, you know, during a lockdown, because in a, in a time, there are times, there are multiple times that I told my, look, my business partner and my partner in life as well. And I said, like, you know what, I, I just want to give up. And he always asked me like, okay, so have you given everything that you could? And what would you do differently? You know, you are very smart, you know what to do in terms of business. And that always helps. And when I become a consultant for the um, the hotel, it also wearing the mentality of like as a business owner that I can advise them, well, if I were you, this is what I would do. So it's kind of like a good balance of both. So something that I think I really also told um, a lot of my business owner friends that it is always good to look for a third party opinions, especially those who have been on the boat, on the same boat with you. Yeah. So do you talk to a lot of other business owners in the Australian or Melbourne hospitality world and, and sort of bounce ideas around? Yes, I do. And the the beautiful part of it is that I do have, I call my friends, like we're not small business owners, we're like micro business owners, you know, like when we own a business that probably employ less than 15 people, right? And um, But we're not just, I have friends, not just in hospitality world. I also have like business owners friend in those who own gyms, you know, like, and, and those who own also consulting companies and, and tech also, you know, like even writers and things like that. It helps to also for them to bounce ideas. Sometimes I want to kill them, you know, because they <laughs> they suggest things like, what makes you think I haven't done that? You know, but it is, it is a good, it is a good sounding boards because like if you're in hospitality as well, as much as I love all my hospitality friends, um, you could hear really, refreshing also like you know ideas and um suggestions from people who are not in the industry sometimes those people are the people that could be quite crucial in in opening your eyes to see your industry and your business from another perspective yeah i think that's so wise so christy what's an example of something that you've changed you know something that whether it's from this lockdown or a previous lockdown we have so many lockdowns to choose from give us an example whether it's something specific about you know a, a new dessert or a new approach to serving people like what is what is what are some of the changes that you've made well definitely um we like i said we, we evolved from like ice creams and then we have desserts and 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 Obviously, I'm trained. I was trained in France, so a lot of all of my kicks you can see they're like petit gâteau, entremet, things quite refined, things like that. And then when it comes to lockdown, I was like, okay, people want something that is just like um, comfort. What do I do? You know, like so. Even during the lockdowns, I had um, I made cinnamon scroll. We made like this loaded babka for this current lockdown that had been really successful, actually. Um, things that. I didn't touch before. I even made macaroni and cheese, you know, like to sell to people. Wow. Yes. It's just that like, look, I like it. Maybe people would like it. Let's just try. And that just, just pushing, you know, like making something that honestly I really like as well. And people that, you know, I pass it to my friends and they all love it. And I'm like, you know what, why don't I just try to sell? So that is one, you know, that's from the aspect of, um, product so i do try something different as well and then second as well how to present the value you know like um we made changes in a way that even our pricings for our products when it comes to post lockdown and things like that we were thinking okay so when it's perceived value 
um, people understand that right now we don't have enough customers like like before. You know, we don't have the amount of customers like what we had before. Uh, the cost of everything is going up. You know, like um, of product materials and things like that. And I've just decided, you know what, uh, um, we need to create a niche for ourselves. You know, we just have to create products that it is ourselves. You know, it's not something that oh, I'm not in a business of competing with anyone else. It's I'm in a business of being myself. So that's basically what I've realized because of this lockdown. And because I'm in a business of being myself, being ourselves and, and the product is ourselves, let's charge the price of not what we think people should pay or something, but let's charge the price of what is that price the actual price, you know, like of the cost for us to create this cake, to create this um, desserts for you, the actual cost for us to be able to afford this list, to be, to be able to pay our stuff correctly, you know, and things like that. And when we change that way of looking at things, people come together, you know, like our customers there, there's no complaint, there's nothing, they understand what we're doing. So in terms of that, it, the lockdown made us realize like, like, yeah, we just have to be ourselves in, in, in a way of this business. Yeah. Wow. That's so powerful. I mean, was, was that scary to make that decision and to, to, and to raise the prices just to charge the true cost of what it was that you were making? It's yes and no, you know, in a sense that like, it's scary um, because look, it is like we, we were looking at each other, my partner and I, we look at each other and we said like, okay, so this is, um, uh, I, I like pastry shops, like to do this, this is quite, quite ballsy. And then on a second hand, but we also think like, you know what? No, I'm not, I'm, I think we were done undermining ourselves. It's either you're being part of the problem or you're being part of the solution. So um, if you're not taking this price, then you don't understand the kind of effort and the kind of energy and the kind of um, cost, to be honest, that business owners have to bear in this country, in this state, and also like with whatever that has passed behind. So then you're not our customers. It's, it's as simple as that, you know? So if you stick to what you believe in, eventually you will siphon off those that is not your customer and you will be left behind with really loyal customers and yeah you do end up with that. yeah sure because yeah. you don't want yeah you the customers that are going to come and stand there and go oh my god is that really twelve dollars it's we like did, yeah. you don't we want those people, people coming yeah. up to the counter you don't need that energy right we did have people also who asked that kind of questions like, are you serious? People are going to pay this much money for a cake. And then, um, and I was the one who's there, you know, like that's also about micro business owner that you are there, you know, you're there, you're, you're mopping the floor and things like that. And you got told this kind of things from people and this feedback as much as it hurts, it also made you realize like, yes, it is that the markets, there is still areas in the markets that we haven't, we haven't tapped. There's still areas in the market that we haven't even educated. Imagine if we can educate people, you know, like about the value of me being a pastry chef, right? Like the value of pastries, the value of desserts, um, petit gâteau. If I can do that and make people understand this market, specifically Melbourne, understand that how the same, like how they would appreciate as well going out to some of really fine dining restaurants. If I can educate them to that, 
will be good. So, I mean, like we're closing the gap of what we have as a culinary industry here, um, dessert market here in Australia, comparatively to dessert market in France, where I studied in, you know, so if we can close that gap, I just see that as an opportunity. When people say that, you know, like, I can't believe people pay this much. It's like, well, believe me, one day you will. Christy, you're obviously really big on personal responsibility and, you know, being accountable, not not playing the victim. What kind of behaviour do you see around you, whether it's in your, in your customers or in other business owners, where you feel like people could actually take a bit more responsibility? Well, it's just, um, like I said, everybody was angry and everybody was, and I'm not blaming that, you know, like everybody doesn't want to be in this position. Like it's been four times you're in this position, you know, like a, um, my father uh, has like, you know, I have tiger mom, I have tiger dad. So being Asian, <laughs> right? Like, so he kept telling me like, you know, um, only donkey falls into the same hole twice. And I'm like, well, four times. So <laughs> I don't know what type of creature we are, but um, I think it's all in the complex, like, I think we're being complacent, you know, like as, as every one of us, you know, the, the, the behavior has been like, we've been pointing fingers. And to be honest, I'm exhausted to see that. The reason is because we're not in this situation because of one government's fault, one or the other, you know, like we're in these situations, all of us have a play in that being someone who's hands-on in the business and i was there i have a I've shop in a city i shop in the suburbs as well you know like in, in the suburbs and and especially in the uh, um when during i mean like i'm really grateful you know like we we were busy we, we, we came into the point where we were almost where we were before before pandemic but also going around in city as as patron as someone who's going out to to uh, um, restaurants almost every week and things like that. And I look around like, it's like we forgot. It's like we forgot we were still in the middle of pandemic. It's like we forgot that we that we haven't been fully vaccinated yet as, as a population. We haven't been fully protected yet as a, as a population. I remember I went to um, a, um, a really busy restaurant with my best friend and it was packed. This is like, I think around, two weeks before the lockdown it was like my seat to the next person was just like five centimeters probably it was really packed so i'm just like okay um i think we forgot you know so when we were so angry i think it's good to have a stock check and also to look back to ourselves like were we part of the problem if we were then can we blame other people as well about this you know like what can we take from this so when we came out of it that we don't go to number five you know, so if it means that still spacing people means that we cannot get the same money as like what we did before by squeezing people in, and it means that we have to do, you know, set menu or something or minimum spend or things like that, so be it until that we got fully, uh, um, you know, not fully, I mean, the majority of us are, are protected. If, it, if that is the price, like what I said before, if that is the price that we have to pay, let's do it, you know, rather than going again to number five. So that's just what I think of like what's happening before and what I wish we can learn again when we come up. Yeah, I suppose it goes back to what you were saying at the start. It's like you control the things that you can control and what, what you know, the things that we can control are, Maintaining that social distancing, the personal hygiene, if you can get vaccinated, get vaccinated. Um, yeah, like we we don't have, we can't control 
well, I can't control hotel quarantine. Um, so, but there are things that I can control and I suppose it's, yeah, it's, it's that hygiene. It's checking into venues when you, when you visit them. It's, uh, yeah, it's getting vaccinated when we can get vaccinated. Um, yeah, it's, it's all those things that we can those, control. Yeah. The, the, the making sure that people are checking in with the QR code because so far as I could see, like it's really, almost like voluntary basis that, you know, if they, they checked in or not, or um, that enough gap from one to another, not to be so, you know, cooped up together, paying attention to your staff if they're sick or something, you know, like maybe tell them like, do not come to work, you know, like it's, it's, it's this is not the time to like soldier on and just go to work and things like that. So it's a, it's really what can we do to minimize the situations, you know, like what can, um, like what we were doing today, maybe we we're talking about vaccinations. It is something that people do by choice, but I'm open to have both conversations, you know, with people who are against it or people who are still confused about it, whether they want to take it or not. You know, like I have multiple conversations like this with other people. Like I'm like, it's your decision, but at the end of the day, have two sides of the story at least you know that we try our best as well to educate people about why we got vaccinated and yeah just play a part like i said like play a part part of the solution because i don't believe in victim mentality really i don't believe in that Mm, yeah i think it's really powerful um so what tell me what you're excited about in terms of pastry at the moment, Christy, you mentioned the loaded bubka, which I've seen a photo of that. It looks insane. Um, what other kinds of things are you are ticking over in your mind at the moment? Well, we are doing, and this is also one thing that is in my head, I'm thinking of every business owners will look into their business model and keep thinking of like, how do I make my business model a little bit more bulletproof, a little bit more, you know, like, uh, um, independent in a way so uh we've done coming out also from the each lockdowns it was quite interesting because um from all of my uh circles all the chefs so i have a lot of like non-pastry chef friends you know like basically savory chefs and they all caught me like the business owners and said like oh christy um do you have pastry chefs because like everyone in the industry we're all short stuff right like everybody this is a known thing um not in industry even like the whole country i have friends who also work in admin you know like in, in university and even then we saw, don't have enough stuff so um my friends would call me like hey christy do you have pastry chefs and my answers to them it was funny because it was like one of the uh, the first one i said like i don't have pastry chefs but i have pastries but i have desserts <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, and then it just like a light bulbs got into like all of my friends head like you know they was like why don't I make you do it and I'm like yeah you know like why don't you because to be honest like we can um there's an area there's a niche area over here that I know that I have you know like I can be your consultant I can I can do basically I can produce for you you know at the at the scale that of course it's going to be cheaper because of the economy of power that I have, like, you know, if I buy puree, for example, of my fruit, I don't buy five kilos, like what um, a restaurant would do or a single restaurant or a single, you know, cafe would do. I would buy like 20 kilos or 50 kilos at one go. So that's already a, a kind of like saving that I could pass to like, to my friends. So this sticking along and then in the end, um, 
it managed to, you know, like to, it, it start to seed out, it start to sprout out. And then we develop our own catalog and things. We, we started to, we just finished it before this lockdown, you know, like, um, of course we already have the agreements with some other um, restaurants and cafes, but we were about to launch this where we basically tell all of the other um, businesses alike that, hey, we are here for you. Just think of us like an Uber for, for pastry where we have the, the experts, which is us, you know, like myself and my partner combined, we have more than 20 years of like in, in, in dessert. Uh, we'll come to you. We'll just adjust, you know, like we'll custom to whatever you want. We give you the mise en place, you know, and everything, even like the whole dessert, if it's needed and you get consistency, you have no problem with like hiring, let us worry about hiring of pastry chefs. And then also because of that, the people that we hire, most of the people that we hire, the pastry chefs actually just want to learn to become good pastry chefs. And that's what they manage to do. They have, um, they learn from doing productions for boutique to cafes, to restaurants, um, they have pretty much good hours, you know, like because they work. I, I don't think any of my guys work like the most when it's craziest time, the craziest time that we work was like nine hours that we had to work. And that's still, they still have like 30 minutes break um, and they got their life. So it's like win-win for everyone. So we were developing this. But now it's amazing. Now, I love that. Yeah, coming out of the fourth lockdown, I have another business in mind because it's like, okay, I need something that is unlockdownable. <laughs> <laughs> because this, like even the wholesale, it's still lockdownable. So it just keeps you ticking. It's always there. It's always there at the head. Uh, I love it. And I, th I love the idea of doing the mise en place for restaurants doing desserts because, I mean, I do have a little twinge of sadness about restaurants that buy a complete a completed product in. I don't know. I feel like that's not why I go to a restaurant is so that they can buy something from somewhere else. But this idea of buying, getting the mise en place and getting those economies of scale that you can, as you say, with, you know, the fruit puree or the chocolate or whatever it is, and but there's still the, there's still that um there's still the restaurant is is part of that process with uh, putting it putting it together. To me, that feels yeah a little bit. It just feels yeah, better because you think like if a restaurant just buy it in, that's something they're just taking off the shelf, right? So, but this is no. This is if it's restaurant A, it is restaurant A's creation. It is absolutely theirs. I'm there just as a consultant, as a guidance, you know, and telling them like, okay, why don't you do this, this and this, you know, like, and then you can get this price. And if you get this and this, you can get this price. And then um, also think of the aspect of like, when you played it, uh, I even went there and have a look at their place, you know, like, okay, this is how you can store it. We even discuss how you store it, how, how you played it and things like that. So that's, um, it's theirs. It's not mine, you know, like, and that's also like, it's not mine. It's, it's, it's theirs. It's completely theirs. Just, it's just that instead of, um, it's just like they outsource the pastry chef, not, not the product. It's like they outsource the pastry chef. So it's just, just utilize me as a pastry chef for all of you. You know, like if you could hire me, why wouldn't you? I'm sounds a bit cocky, you know, but it was like, if you could hire me, why wouldn't you? Right. Like I'm, and I'm here and I'm willing to yeah. do that for well, you. Honestly, like yeah. outsource the pastry chef that they cannot hire anyway, because there's no one to be found. So yeah, well, yes. it's, it's gotta be a win. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Um, yeah. So Christy, we're entering 
the second week of lockdown number four. We all hope yeah. that it's going to be lifted. We don't know, though. We, we are living in such uncertainty. My fingers and toes are definitely crossed. But just give us a bit of give us a bit of a pep talk as we go into this week. Um, a bit of a mindset pep talk for people who work in hospitality, for people who love restaurants. What kind of attitude can we bring to this week that's going to um, set us up well? Uh, I, I, I couldn't agree more than what you said. It is uncertain. It is absolutely draining. It is absolutely scary, you know, like, because it is just make us lack of confidence. Everything that we planned before, everything that we wanted to do before we might hold back because we just don't know if it's going to be locked down again, if it's going to be like, uh, um, um, extended again. And even if it's not, is it going to be the last you know, that's always people's question, right? Is it going to be the last? And how long is it going to go like this? Um, I would just say, like, just have faith in humanity in a sense that uh, we see the bounce in testing, in vaccinations. People are willing to roll up their sleeves, you know, and, and say, like, okay, vaccinate me because we had enough of this. So it gets there. But one thing that every time people ask me, like, okay, we're not sure what's going to happen. We're not sure. We're, we're scared. It's like almost like a PTSD, you know, like because you keep getting whacked and you keep going back. You don't know if you're going forward, you're going to get whacked again. So it's almost, I just have to say, like, if you do not, if you do not know, how what will happen in the future how could you be scared of that you know like how could you be scared of something that you don't know yet so <laughs> you you owe it to yourself if whatever in the future you don't know if it's going to be better or be worse but of course we don't know right but even if there's a remote chance of where we are going you know like as an industry is going to be better which i absolutely believe we would we would i mean how come on we would be better then you owe it to yourself to to fight for it i think that's just what i think we all have to do you know like if it's even the position where you will be five weeks from now even if there's a remote chance it will be better which i believe it will be go on just fight for it. That is so powerful. I love that. What a fantastic attitude to carry us all forwards. Um, and I also really appreciate and absolutely adore this faith that we can do it and that we are going to get through it together. We've heard it a lot of times, but I think it's, it's still true. Um, we do have to trust in in the collective and in the power that we have to take control of what we can control, do our best to think positive and yeah, to go on. It's so good, Christy. I love it. Yeah. The most important part is, and, and I'm also a victim to that, you know, like of being scared of, of it's so scary and it's so overwhelming that you become, um, you, you, you can't move that you become static you just become like it's like you want to cocoon yourself and and if that's what you need to do for now do it you know like i i i'm i am doing it i take two days off like normally we don't do that i'm mean, like okay this lockdown two days off we're just gonna close we're just we just take that time to to cocoon ourselves right um but don't let that be something that stop you from from going forward i just keep telling that to myself if i don't know what's in front of me if i'm not sure what's in front of me why am i what am i scared of you know like what am i scared of you don't know it could be good it could be bad so just 
just go. <laughs> like, what am I scared of? Yeah. Awesome. And when in doubt, have a loaded babka. When in doubt, have a loaded babka. When in doubt, wash your hair. <laughs> Christy, it's just been such a pleasure and a privilege to talk to you and get your perspective. Thank you so much for sharing your thoughts with everyone. I know it's going to mean a lot to people. But, yeah, really great and um, all the best. And, yeah, we'll stay in Thank touch. Thank you. See you, Danny. Have a good day. This is Dirty Linen and I'm Danny Vallant. We air the issues that the hospitality industry finds hard to talk about. We spend a week thrashing around each issue, hearing from different people with unique perspectives. We want to hear from you as well. If you have something that needs to be said about a topic, get in touch so we can include your perspective. Contact us at dirtylinen at deepintheweeds.com.au or hit us up on Insta at Dirty Linen Podcast. We can't wait to hear from you.